0: Sesame Street. Um, do you know the song? Um, three of these things. Who knows the song? Three of these things being together. Three of these things are kind of the same. One of these things is doing its own thing. No, you don't know it. Um, what's the What's the odd one out? Uh, we've got a Christmas pudding. We've got Father Christmas. We've got a helicopter, and we've got a Christmas tree. Uh, any guesses? Any of the children? Um, you don't. No, you two know the answers. Any children? Uh, Phil and Anne, no. I've got a guess for you, What's the guess? I reckon it's <coughs> the oh. Christmas tree. The next won't be working on Christmas Day, but everybody else there will be. Oh, too clever, too clever. Well, let's talk about Christmas pudding. Uh, Christmas pudding... um, (laughs) uh, It's essentially a Victorian recipe that we we have today, except we're not allowed to have uh, real beef suet because that's supposedly (coughs) not good for us, even though it does taste very good. Um, There are older recipes of plum puddings that are found back into the 17th century. Um, And before that, we have to look for references in... uh, There's one in 1420 that uh, describes a thing called a standing pottage. Um, is that something you keep under the bed? I don't know. Uh, it's a dish of preserved veal, mutton or chicken, thickened with bread, reddened <coughs> with sandalwood, and full of currants. And by the time of Elizabeth I, uh, it was very popular, but, it, uh, uh, but they also added plums to the concoction. Uh, and that's where the name Plum Pottage came from. So 1420, perhaps the beginning of the Christmas pudding. Not quite the Christmas pudding that we love and know, uh, but a Christmas pudding nonetheless. Uh, but 1,400 years after the birth of Christ. So not, not very good for uh, anything to do with Jesus, really. Um, what about the Christmas tree? The Christmas tree, um, the Christmas tree um, apparently, St. Boniface... <laughs> Whoever Bessie's cotton socks. Um, 672 to 70, 754. Um, he apparently went down, and, at some point during that period, went and cut down a tree that was devoted to the god Thor and, uh, and stuck it up in a house just so that uh, he could show that the Norse gods uh, didn't count for anything where they were living. Uh, Wikipedia says that the tradition of the Christmas tree was established by Martin Luther, Martin Luther, uh, as a Protestant counterpart to Roman Catholic nativity scene. Oh, dear. Apparently, <laughs> Luther established the Christmas tree as a symbol of the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. Did you know that? No. Uh, Wikipedia. You see, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. I once found a, a thing that said, "Away in a Manger was written by Martin Luther. I don't think so, somehow. Uh, Father Christmas. Well, um, tradition has it that St. Nicholas uh, was born in 280 AD in Patara, a city of Lycia. That's a Bible, Bible region, isn't it? In Asia Minor. He became known as the gift giver of Myra. His gifts were given late at night so that the gift giver's identity would remain a secret. Now, there's a later European folklore... Of, of a man who would leave sweets for good children and a stick for bad children. Um, and, and, and so was born uh, Santa Claus. And, uh, of course, Coca-Cola is probably the company we have to thank in the 1930s for popularising uh, the man in the red cape. Uh, but uh, there we are, Father Christmas, Christmas tree and Christmas pudding. Well, And the, the other picture there is a, a Westland-seeking search-and-rescue RAF helicopter you can actually see uh, perhaps there is um, a little line coming down here and there's, a, there's somebody searching and rescuing even there. Um, but uh, that's obviously got nothing to do um, with Christmas. Um, or have we got that all wrong? <laughs> actually, perhaps the helicopter has more to do with Christmas than Christmas pudding, Christmas trees and Father Christmas i got your attention now, haven't I? <laughs> oh. Okay, what's in a name? What's Christmas? Um, Christ's Mass. Uh, we don't do Masses at Gateway Church, uh, but it's a Christmas uh, religious festival celebrating the birth of Jesus. Uh, apparently, as early as AD, 354 people started using December the 25th, or the winter solstice. It was a sort of... Uh, um, divide or conquer thing we'll, we'll, we'll pick your, fef- your pagan festival and we'll put Christmas over the top um, but other months for the birth of Jesus have included January April May August September November and probably some of the others that I haven't listed so, uh, so much uh, for Christmas well what's, what's in a name um, Nigel for example Um, who would call their child Nigel um, my mum and dad didn't they didn't no it was your brother wasn't it and you haven't forgiven him yet have you No. (laughs) but little did his brother know that Nigel actually means champion whoa so Nigel the wonder horse Okay, what about what about the name Jesus? Uh, what does what does that mean? Well, it's uh, the Greek uh, uh, is Jesus, uh, I E S U uh, S. So this is an English transcription of that. Um, but that is itself uh, a transcription of the 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 Hebrew Yeshua, Yeshua, and uh, Yeshua is the name uh, that we have in English, Joshua. Uh, great uh, man of God in the Old Testament uh, mighty warrior and uh, one of the, the two good spies uh, when they were going into the, the land of Canaan and it actually means God save it's actually an exclamation uh, it could mean God saves but actually uh, Yeshu- Yeshua means God save God save so the RAF King helicopter might be nearer than we think Um, search and rescue is the theme there and a big theme actually of the carols that we've sung is that god is going to send a savior jesus the savior so the helicopter might be closer to the birth of jesus than christmas pudding christmas trees and father christmas himself as as we heard already in matthew 1 uh, chapter 20 and Uh, chapter 1 verse 20 and 21 an angel of the lord appeared to joseph in a dream and said joseph son of david do not be afraid to take mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the holy spirit she will give birth to a son and you will give him the name jesus because he will save his people from their sins It's also in the the carols we've been singing. God rest you merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Saviour was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we'd gone astray. Or joy to the earth, the Saviour reigns. No more let sin and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found. Or to you in David's town this day is born of David's line a saviour who is Christ the Lord, a rescuer, a saviour. Jesus is the saviour of the world. He saves people from sin, from death and from hell. He saves people that have gone astray. He saves people from Satan's power He saves those who are under a curse. And Jesus is the only saviour of the world. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 says, Salvation is found in no one else. It's a big claim, isn't it? (laughs) Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. So the f- theme of rescue and salvation and Jesus the Saviour is huge and yet it's something that in the Christmas pudding, Christmas tree, Father Christmas view of Christmas, we, we see very little. A Saviour who is Christ the Lord. You will call him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Of course Jesus uh, will only mean anything to you if you realise that you need saving, that you realise that you're in danger. Um, the Bible says you are in danger. The Bible says in Romans 3:20, if you get Nigel to sing it now, Romans 3:23. No, no, okay. Um, I've taken even a bigger payment for that one. Uh, <laughs> Romans 3:23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6:23 says, the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, uh, the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And, and this is why so many Christians like to give gifts at Christmas time. It's to celebrate the gift that they have been given of life in Jesus Christ. Uh, a true gift is something you didn't deserve that you didn't earn it was something that's given by a giver freely from their hearts freely without any strings attached um it's important when we when we read that the wages of sin is death but the free gift of god is eternal life through christ jesus our lord jesus the savior and this is where the true christian message is completely opposed to the message of Santa Claus. I don't know if you've ever thought about this. Does anyone know that? I don't think we should. You probably had this actually. Uh, you better watch out. Yeah. <laughs> to, talk about child abuse and scaring little ones. He sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake, he knows if you've been bad or good. So be good, for goodness sake. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list and checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Have I ruined it for you, Nigel? Good. Because the Jesus who brings salvation as a free gift is not the one who rewards good and punishes bad. He's not the one who lives sweets for the nice people and a stick for the bad people he's the one that says i have a gift of salvation for you and it's free now that is a story worth telling but we've exchanged it for something that actually is substandard isn't it compare that with what we read in ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 to 10 as for you you were dead in the transgressions and sins in which he once walked following the, work, the course of this world following the prince of the power of the air the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among them we all once lived in the passions of our flesh carrying out the desires of the body and the mind and were by nature like and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you've been saved, through faith, and this not of your own doing, it's the gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one can boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You see, Santa Claus teaches a religion of works. Do good, and you get sweet. Do bad, and you get whacked. Be good, watch out, don't cry, don't pout. If you're really good, you might just get some sweeties. If you're bad you get a good thrashing. The salvation that Jesus brings is entirely of grace. (laughs) It's something that we are totally unable to earn. It's something that we don't deserve. It is a gift of grace. Once you've received that gift by faith, you're empowered to do good works, but the good works come after. They don't come first. They're not the thing that earns the salvation. They are the thing that flows from salvation. You cannot do good works to earn a gift. So lastly, how does Jesus save? Uh, In the passage, we also read, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. (coughs) When we call Jesus Emmanuel, we're calling him God. And if you notice, it's that. But it's also there in the name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. God will save his people from their sins. And God doesn't do that remotely. No, he comes into the world he's made, and he breathes the air that he made. That's one of the songs we sing, isn't it? He gets up close and personal, and it gets a bit messy. But he comes from heaven into the earth to rescue us, like the the guy on the helicopter wire coming down into the danger uh, to rescue And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we've seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, the Word was with God. The Word was with God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He left the presence of the Father. What did that cost for him? It's an amazing thought, isn't it? The one who was there in the beginning with God, who through him all things were made. He left that to come down into the danger zone to rescue us. Think of what that cost for him. It cost him a lot in the end, didn't it? He came down to earth from heaven, who is God and Lord of all, and His shelter was a stable, and His cradle was a stall, with the poor, and mean, and lowly, lived on earth, our Saviour, holy. But it was to get worse, wasn't it, than the, the the stable, and the mud, and the straw. In Mark chapter 10, verse 45, Jesus said, For even the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Saviour of the world came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many so if you're on the ground and you want to be rescued by a helicopter what do you do you jump up and down and you wave your arms and you say save me save me and that's what we should do with jesus and acts chapter 2 verse 21 gives us an amazing promise it says it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the lord shall be saved Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved that 's why he's the savior of the world. there's no one he can't save, and there's no one he won't save if you call on him so hopefully, as you hear these carols over christmas you'll you'll think of some of those things and think of how actually Jesus has a lot more to do with the rescue helicopter than he does with Christmas pudding. Father Christmas and Christmas trees. Now in the new year, um, we are running our second uh, Christianity Explored course um, at Costa Coffee starting on January the 13th, uh, asking people to turn up for seven that evening at Costa Coffee in uh, the Odeon Cinema in Eagle's Meadow. And uh, we'd love uh, you to, if you want to find out more about who Jesus is and why he came, and what it means to follow him. Uh, There are some invite cards like these outside. Uh, Please, please take one away. Um, There's a book there. If you want uh, to sign up for the course now, you can do. You can put your name down there with the contact details and we'll uh, make sure that you know if there are any changes. But we plan to be there at 7 p.m. Thursday, the 13th of January. Um, And uh, maybe you should think about that, that question too. If you could ask God one question... What would it be? I have a very short video now, just an introduction to the course.